Good evening, folks. It's time for your Wednesday evening edition of its news to us, our daily podcast, taking a look at the day's top stories, going a little more in depth, giving you a little more information, basically everything that we know about a certain story um, or certain stories, I should say, um, you know, that we've covered during the day. Um, Got this one started a a little weirdly. Uh, You know, David and I do a little bit of a pre-show and we're going back and forth a little bit. you know, over the last couple of minutes, because one, we had sort of breaking news right as we were getting ready to record. Apparently, mm-hmm. there's been a uh, not guilty plea um, for the second suspect in the mass shooting in federal court. This is uh, Julio Alvarado Dubon. Um, I believe he was charged with being an undocumented uh, immigrant in possession of a firearm in federal court. But uh, Eight News is reporting that he has pled not guilty. Um, so it's interesting that um, case will proceed, whereas the other set uh, suspect, uh, Roman Barcer Cell, did plead guilty to entering the country illegally. And I believe he has sentencing scheduled for October, if I remember that date off the top of my head correctly, without looking it up. I think it's October, but he's for later this fall. He has uh, sentencing scheduled uh, uh for being in the country uh, illegally. Um, moving on to uh, another story that actually just broke uh, later this evening, and you and I were discussing this. Uh, Richmond police are investigating a strange case of vandalism, uh, which uh, if, if you could talk a little bit about the details, because I was talking to you about them, uh, occurred in an unusual place, which you wouldn't really expect. Yes. So the the vandalism was of police cars in the Richmond police parking garage. So, um, yeah, uh, an unexpected place for a large scale vandalism. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. And I've, I've seen some pictures, other outlets have, I think it looks like at least four cars were, were mm-hmm. vandalized. Um, I've, I haven't gotten a chance to do an interview with Richmond police. I've got to believe there's some sort of video in that parking deck or at least nearby. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it's, it's interesting that they, they, they were targeted from what I've seen from the pictures. Um, it looks like uh, anti-police vandalism um, words. I can't repeat on a podcast if we want to keep the uh, keep the clean designation. Um, but uh, you know, the usual acronyms plus the usual other words, which we can't say again and, and, and maintain our, uh, our clean designation. Um, what was the big story last night and yesterday and this morning, um, Hanover, uh, relatively quick meeting, actually, this, this would have been uh, great to, great to cover if you're, you're a reporter out on the scene, cause it took 15 minutes, you were in and out. Um, but, uh, they voted on their transgender bathroom policy uh, and, um, approved it, uh, without any changes. There was a recommendation, uh, a amendment offered to get rid of the possible background check, but that was voted down. So now transgender students in Hanover starting on Tuesday when uh, school starts, will have to appeal to the school board to uh, to be able to uh, use the bathroom that conforms to their, their gender identity. So that story, which has now taken up a good part of a month and really a good part of a year um, has, uh, is, is, I want to say finally resolved, but there may be lawsuits. Who knows how this 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 goes from here? Um, you talked with Henrico uh, today. Um, yeah. 
And this is similar to a story we did yesterday with Chesterfield, but you know, it's important for people in Enrico to know too, they're going to have a, uh, an issue on the ballot. What did you find out in regards uh, to, to the bond referendum uh, in Enrico? Yes. So uh, Henrico is also having a bond referendum uh, on, uh, you know, November 8th on election day. Um, and four project categories are up to be voted on. Um, and it is sort of notable that Henrico splits every category into its own, uh, well, category. Uh, so that, you know, if say you want to fund one, but disagree with the other, uh, you can break your vote down like that. So I believe it's schools, parks and rec, storm drainage, and uh, public safety and fire stations. So, you know, it's up to 511.4 million that could be on the table here for Enrico County. Uh, and the as a result of that, the county is hosting these sort of community meetings uh, to answer questions and to make basically make sure anyone in the public who's curious is up to speed. And uh, they had the first one on August 17th, but they have another one on September 6th, which is just sort of notable because um, this will be the last one they have before uh, early voting starts. Which starts um, on the 23rd. Yes. So not the last meeting they're having, but if, say, yeah. You're voting early and you're voting in late September and you want to be up to date or you want, you know, you have some questions you want answered. This is your this is your chance on the 6th. Well, one, I find it interesting that Henrico uh, breaks it into different uh, categories so that, hey, if you didn't want to fund police uh, renovations mm-hmm. or police department renovations, you didn't have to. But if you wanted to fund schools, you could because in Chesterfield. Uh, I believe it's one ballot issue. You vote for the full five hundred mm-hmm. and forty million. It's it's pretty unique, from what I understand. Um, but they see it as just sort of like an extra step towards transparency. Of they say, you know, this much for this category of uh, you know bond or of funding, and uh, you know you get to vote yes or no on them individually. Uh, last time Henrico did this was twenty sixteen. And they had five categories on the ballot and all five passed with a margin over 75%, which was the most successful in Enrico history. And I mean, new, the new Tucker and uh, Highland Springs high schools were both a result of that. The uh, Fairfield and Verina libraries were both a result of that. And uh, yeah, when he was breaking it down for me, uh, you know, a lot can happen with the, the money from these sort of from these referendums. Did, did they say specifically what might be funded out of this? Like, for example, what new schools or new school innovations would be funded? He, did, he I, broke I, we don't need all of them, but just, saw, you know, just a few examples. Yes, he broke, he broke it down uh, very detailed for me. Uh, and just off the top of my head, I remember uh, they want to renovate uh, five. Uh, no, yeah, renovate five schools, four of which would probably be torn down completely one would just get you know major renovations they want to build another elementary school in the far west end because they're having trouble like uh with student to teacher ratios uh you want to uh build a new fire department training site that would basically be like a model city for them to train in uh they want to renovate uh tuckahoe creek park and add about six miles of boardwalk I mean, I probably just told you about 10, 15% of what he told me, but they have 
you know, and this is what, if you, if you want more information, these, they know all this ahead of time. So you can go to one of these meetings and basically yeah. <laughs> ask for the details because they've got them. Speaking of the, the uh, fire department training site, I've been to their current one, which is like mm-hmm. off of Woodman road. And it's basically behind, um, behind a, a, a complex, basically a County complex. And it's, yeah. it's, it's basically a cement building, you know, a shell of a building. And then they just, it's, it's, it's interesting to see, but it is not what, what you described there. It sounds like no. something totally different. It's they're ready to overhaul it. It sounds like. Yeah. Which is, which is good. Good for, good for training, training purposes. Um, moving on to another story. And then we, we ended at this a little bit yesterday, um, talked to the tax department um, and found out because there was these reports and I've seen them in different places that Virginia would potentially tax the student loan forgiveness, treat the money that you weren't paying as income. Well, I talked to the tax department and they said that's not the case uh, because they conform to uh, certain federal tax requirements. As long as the feds aren't taxing this, the Commonwealth isn't taxing this. So if you are getting student loan forgiveness, you don't have to worry about paying taxes on that student loan forgiveness. We've got that confirmed from the, from the tax department. So for our listeners, if you're if you're hearing this, you should not end up having to pay taxes on the student loan forgiveness. And of course, uh, the uh, the president's plan is to uh, forgive up to ten thousand or twenty thousand if you're a Pell Grant recipient. So, so good news, you know, good news on top of potentially good news. Um, if you're getting your loan forgiven, now I realize not everyone supports this idea, but if you're getting your loan forgiven, you don't have to pay taxes on it. So that's good news on top of good news for those who are looking forward to having their, their, mm-hmm. um, moving on to, uh, the final story, uh, you know, we've been focusing actually a lot on police stations and schools and libraries. You actually talked to the Chesterfield library today, uh, with some renovations they've made there to, uh, and also make it more, consumer friendly, correct? Yes. So they, they have gotten these, uh, in front of two of their locations, the central library and the, uh, Eckert Matoka library. Um, these, uh, book lockers that essentially, you know, you can put a book on hold on the internet and then they'll email you when it's ready. And that has been a thing for, you know, as long as I can remember, but now these libraries with these lockers out front, um, Basically, uh, a librarian will put the book in the locker and then you can go up to this little kiosk, swipe your card and pick it up. And one of the doors will open with your book inside and you can pick up your book uh, 24-7. Basically, is the big draw. You don't have to conform to library hours. So if you have weird work hours or just if for whatever reason you want to go pick up your book at you know two in the morning, you can do that. Um, and yeah, so they, they have two right now. In the next year or two, they're hoping to get one of these lockers at every library, though, uh, with probably the last one being the new uh, Midlow, I believe he said. The what, what, whichever one's under construction right now. That would be, that would be Midlothian. Uh, yes. So, sorry, when you said new library, I was saying courthouse, because courthouse is the new library to, to, yes. to me. But, that, but that, the, that library's actually been around for a while already. So, yes. You know. No, yeah, the one currently under construction, uh, Midlothian. Gotcha, gotcha. So that 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 makes some sense. So again, like you said, they're at these two libraries, Enon and Attrick. Is that correct? Uh, it's uh, the he, the Central Library. Oh, and Central. Then, okay, Central. And uh, yeah, Attrick Matoka. Um, 
And yeah, this, uh, he was saying, you know, this came out of curbside library pickup, obviously became very, very popular over the pandemic. Um, and now, you know, the curbside demand is falling, but the demand for the holds is just as high as ever. So, um, yeah, they've got this set up. Excellent. Excellent. So that's basically what we had covered for you today. Um, you know, obviously, uh, some big stories that uh, ended up last night with the Hanover story. And of course, we're, we're just getting the details on this, uh, this uh, not guilty plea in the mass shooting, which is dominating much of the summer. Um, but again, some some really good stories out there today. Uh, it was a fairly newsy Wednesday. And obviously, we'll be back again Thursday and Friday. Uh, David David will get a couple of days off, but he'll be back again, again next week. We won't be doing this Monday unless uh, some news breaks just because it's going to be Labor Day. And we'll all be taking Monday off, but we'll be back with you on Tuesday after we finish up this week's one. So again, this has been It's News to Us, uh, our, our daily podcast, taking a look at the day's news. He's David Lefkowitz. I'm Matt Dumline. We'll talk to you tomorrow.